have to explain things a lot in my line of work. And something I learned from Neil deGrasse Tyson and Kelsey Hightower is that you start to speak and explain a lot clearer if you've written about it before, and that writing helps you to organize your thoughts. So here's Neil deGrasse Tyson on how he explains things so well. I would love to know how you developed your skills to be able to explain and communicate complex ideas effectively to the everyday person, or any suggestions for people struggling in this area, because you must have worked really, really hard to be able to go, okay, your level of understanding is right here because you're 16, 12, or 41, and you just don't have a good science background. I'm going to now make this digestible for you. And you do that seemingly on the fly on talk shows, like on The Daily Show or on TV, possibly even live. So it's not like, oh, hey, Neil, we're going to ask you all this stuff. Come up with a clever sounding soundbite. Like you got really, really good at that through a lot of hard work, I assume. Well, first, thank you for not saying, oh, you're so good at it, it must be natural. I know it's not natural. No one's that good at that, naturally. <laughs> you're so welcome. thank you for granting me the expectation that it's the product of hard work. So that's my first thank you. Yeah. Second, I remembered, you know, I go back, I'm an old man now, so let me go back many decades, <laughs> and I'd start explaining things to people because they'd ask, they'd, oh, you're an astrophysicist, I have this question. And I would monitor their attention span their eyebrows? Would they lean in to the conversation or would they, are they easily distracted? Mm -hmm. At what word did I utter did they then lose interest? By the way, any writer thinks this way all the time because the moment you lose someone in that sentence, mm -hmm. they're gone. They're never coming back to your novel. Hence is the important review of a novel. It was a page turner, mm -hmm. right? Where you kept wanting to hear more. So somehow the author has gotten under your skin in a good way and keeps you coming sentence by sentence, idea by idea. So there I am explaining things and not everything is working. There are words I'm using that they're not understanding. So I'm taking mental note of this because I say to myself, if this happens again, I'm going to avoid those pitfalls. I mean, why not? If it's done incrementally, how much effort is that, right? Mm -hmm. But you also have to pay attention to body language. You have to monitor, are they interested or not? And if you're not, this is like the professor facing the chalkboard or the class. If you're not even looking or paying attention, you will fail because you're not going to be reading what works with them. So I make note, oh, this works for a person of this age group, but not this age group or this kind of background, or if they're from this part of the country. Hmm. Okay, or this part of the world. All of this is an assembled encyclopedia. That sounds so antiseptic. An assembled toolbox mm -hmm. for me to reach a utility belt. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I'm Batman. Everybody wants to be Batman. It's my utility belt. And I find out what their interests are. And I clad the science that I'm describing on what they came to me with. Are they fluent in pop culture? Are they religious? Are they ambitious? Are they not ambitious? All of these things shape what words I choose. And hardly anything I ever say do I say without having first written it down. Really? Like even the sound bites on a, like a show, you'll have written that in the past and used it on before? Yes, but I'll word it differently. I'll say I've written so much about all of these topics that when the topic comes up, I just access mm -hmm. a carefully worded sentence that I spent time composing. So if science writing were just communicating information, you could just staple together wiki pages on all the science topics. But 
well-written books don't read like wiki pages, as right. useful as wiki pages are. You're not reading them to be page turners, right? You're reading them to get specific information. But if you're going to write a book or give a lecture, you want the words to matter, to flow, to attract someone's interest. And so I'm going, oh, this I have a better word that's shorter and less complicated. Let me use that. Yeah, that works. But now the next idea that follows it, these become templates within me. And I have a good random access memory. Because if you spent that much time composing a sentence, you're going to remember that sentence. Mm -hmm. You're going to remember what that machinery was that went through your head. And I've written about basically every single science topic that I talk about publicly. So that helps. So whole sentences can come out fully composed, primarily because I already went through that same thought process. Unless you ask me a question that's so out of far left field, but then I can sort of assemble. I have words with me and I have, I can do this on the fly. I don't fear that. In fact, I welcome it. It gives me a new pocket in my utility belt to field questions of one nature versus another. On the flip side, if you encounter a topic in your life that you're not familiar with, which I assume happens, you know, just from anybody who reads, what's your process to then understand that topic? Are you using something similar that you would use to teach other people to remember things yourself or wrap your mind around topics? No, no. It's not about memory. Memory is good to have. Mm -hmm. It's good to have a good memory. But you know what's even better? To have a good understanding. Understanding, yeah. When you have an understanding of something, you don't have to remember it because you just understand it. So I'll give a, I think is a good example. So if you walk into a bookstore and you say, okay, where are your cookbooks? Mm -hmm. Okay, oh, they're over here. And it's an entire section of cookbooks. Regional, they, this, fast cook, slow cook. By the way, there are more cookbooks than there are elements on the periodic table. So what's going on there? Recipes are things you kind of memorize. Whereas, if I say, where are, where are the books on all the known physics in the universe? Well, it's one corner of one shelf. There's like electromagnetism, there's mm -hmm. gravity, there's life, and it's that. And so I can come to you with a deep understanding of all manner of things that go on in the universe that derive from these four books. That's an understanding. I didn't memorize the books. Right. It's not about memorization. It's about understanding how and why things work. This is definitely something I talk about in my own book, understanding from first principles rather than accepting the world as it is and just reasoning backwards. But the core principle of having being more articulate and being able to explain complex topics more simply because you've had gone through the exercise of writing about them, I think it's a very fundamental concept and I think people don't practice it enough.